This is the GPL Podcast from GoForPuckLive.com. Wow, we just got finished. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird. Kind of sounds weird. Sound like 99 Disney <laughs> Lions. Oh boy. Do making mistakes. I love it. And so I had to train for this marathon. <laughs> Make sure you stay awake for the game tomorrow. <laughs> but the Big Ten's a bad concert. That's a joke. If this gets clipped, that's a joke. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> I'm definitely clipping that one now. Now, here's Jupiter and Vigo. Hello and welcome to the GPL podcast, episode number 241. We're here at Mariucci Arena, Vigs. Um, we'll get to that in a second, but uh, a lot's happened since we did our final show of the season. That's right. A lot of people had decisions to make, and I think Gopher fans are going to be happy with pretty much all of them. As we saw, a lot of players decided to come back for that extra year. A lot of players who said, I'm not going to be an early departer. I want to be a part of this, and they're coming back. Started with Snuggerud real early. And then we had to wait for Mr. Close, Mr. Brodzinski, and of course, Mr. Cooley. Those are some big names you coming back. <laughs> you look at like the depth chart that's starting to come together for Bob next year. Mm-hmm. And I think especially getting Cooley and Nelson back down the middle. This is going to give the Gophers one of the best center depth charts in college hockey. And that's so important when you build a team down the middle. And then you have a returning goalie coming back with Justin Close. He's been through it. And I think he learned something through the playoff run this year about what it takes to win a championship. And I think everybody's pretty happy with the decision. It's been an exciting offseason already. We don't usually have that. It's always eh, quiet for a couple months. And it's just kind of how it is. But this year, it just seems so different with initially Snuggerud. And then like a month later, the rest of the gang, there's an excitement building already. Well, I think that just speaks to the change in the locker room that we've mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. This team is so much tighter, and guys really don't want to give that up. You know, they look at people who transition to pro hockey if they have to go play in the AHL for a while, mm-hmm. ride those buses. You know, the Gophers always talk about how they fly charter and they stay in really nice, nice hotels, and they get to be with their buddies for a little bit longer. And when you have a group that's this tight, it, it helps uh, in the wind column. Well, so a lot of exciting stuff coming because you can see we're here at Mariucci. And as you can hear, there's a lot of work going on down there as they reconfigure the entire rink here, making it skinnier. And of course, we figured since they're doing that, let's bring in the main architect for the whole thing, Tom Betty from (laughs) JLG Architects. My goodness, thanks for joining the show, but this is a huge project. You bet. You know, these are always big projects. Yeah. They're front and center, right? People care about this stuff. Yeah. What's going on? And and we just have fun with these projects because they affect a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's just not the players, but the spectators. And they're always just a big public interest component. And that's yeah. why, you know, I carved out my career working on ice arenas. I have over 50 of them I designed across wow. the country. So, um you know, I brought that, reared that with JLG Architects right here in Minneapolis, 70-person firm, um, really growing our sports division, yes. doing work across the country, so it's so it's exciting. 
and uh, not just ice, but you know, we do everything from aquatic centers and mm-hmm. anything with sport in it. We're, <laughs> we're involved, open field venues, turf, you name it, and working all around the metro area. So it's a lot of fun, you know, hitting Plymouth, Maple Grove, Egan, all those communities, um, really getting their work moving forward. So great to be here. So, so part of this was Mariucci had an outdated refrigeration system. That's kind of where it all started. And then, you know, it's like, okay, we have to change the refrigerating system eventually here. You know, we've talked about it for years, these. They need to do this. But part of that is, hey, maybe we could shrink the rank. And that's the big thing here. You're going from 100 feet wide down to 89 feet wide, feet. Yeah. going down 16 inches. Actually, you're digging down further, as so you can see what they're doing down here. Yeah, correct. But uh, there's a lot of things you need to get figured out just to even start this project. Yeah, you know, and, and being through a ton of arena projects, you still lose sleep on some things, right? <laughs> and on this particular project, it seems simple, right? We'll just move the ring down mm-hmm. 16 inches, it'll all be good. Um, but then you start looking at sight lines, right? So we're trying to narrow this rink up as close as we can get to NHL standard. NHL's 85 by 200. This was Olympic at 100 by 200. We're at 89 by 200. So right in there, right? Yeah. Uh, your high-end players will notice a little bit with passing. For the most part, we're, we're dialing in and then working with the corners. But you have to study the sight lines. People are paying a lot of money to sit in these seats. And, you know, what other opportunities can we create with some lounge seating in the southwest yep. corner? Really... Uh, helping upgrade the ADA experience on yes. the corner, which I think is critical. And uh, so you pull that all together, and you gotta make sure it's all working, and you're on paper, right? And we got great tools with 3D modeling and so on, mm-hmm. but you still need to kind of old school it and study it carefully, and that's what we did. And that's where we find that sweet spot, you know? And, you know, the floor level from Ritter and from the back of house to the rink, they're all different levels, right? So you have to make that ramping work and be yep. safe mm-hmm. through the workers and people coming and going. So, we're able to do that. We're excited about it, and uh, I think the fans are going to appreciate it. I hope they do. Viggs, you know, we had been talking about this project for years, and sightlines is a huge thing because Mariucci, very steep. But that's what a lot of us love about Mariucci is how steep it is. When you're up eight bowls, you're already up over the glass looking at. You look at an NHL arena, you'd, you'd go to almost the back row, and you're still at looking through a lot of glass. So here, it's a lot different. Yeah, I've always said there's not really a bad seat in an entire bowl for watching mm-hmm. EG. And I think it's because of those sight lines. You know, it's such a premium part of the building. When you were building the plans for this, how long did it take? You know, how long have you been thinking about this? Jack Ramsey used to joke that when he was getting recruited, what, 10 years ago, <laughs> yep. they were talking about doing this. So when did you get involved? Well, you know, this project, all these projects take a while. Oh, and yeah. I like to tell people, I have one client out in California from the first phone call I got to when we opened their building was 20 years. So this one, not as bad. So in 2019, we did some study work for the university and helped them dial in on, you know, what can we do with the rank, right? What can we do sight line wise? And, and then what are rough magnitude of costs and so on. Mm-hmm. And then obviously with COVID, there was a little bit of a pause. Mm-hmm. Then when we formally got engaged was uh, last summer and took us about six months to do the engineering and documentation for all this work. Yep. And you know, we'll probably talk a little later, supply yeah. chain issues, all those things <laughs> that you, you have to go through and get things ordered early and so on. But um, really for this, it's engineering focus, architecture mm-hmm. obviously on sight lines yeah. and seating and those types of things. But uh, we turned it out quick because you only have a summer to build. Right? Yeah, I, you know, we, Craig Flores behind the scenes here kind of laughing at us. He knows that uh, 
let's go, let's go, let's go. Well, <laughs> where we are limited on time because yep. short off season, no graduations here this year. And you know, that's just kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people are nervous about this. Right. My seats are changing. This is what happens. Um, but it was time to get a lot of this stuff done. I agree. So what have been the biggest challenges for you? Did, I mean, because obviously when there's concrete down there, you don't really know what's all underneath everything. You might right. not have information going back 30 years. Right. What, what are the biggest challenges you're finding in this project? You know, the biggest challenge is you know, what I talked about a little bit, right? Okay. Sight lines and so on. But then um, we're, we have existing refrigeration rooms. One refrigeration room powers 3M Arena. The other refrigeration room powers Ritter, does the ice there. So what we're doing is we're combining it all into one plant. Mm-hmm. So A, it's more efficient. You know, switching out the type of refrigerant from R22, which is banned, part of the Montreal Protocol, all that type of mm-hmm. stuff, bringing in ammonia which is, some people go, ooh, ammonia, but with, it's used all the time yep. in grocery stores. It's, it's, it's well-known, it's a natural refrigerant, so you know, it doesn't deplete the ozone, uh, has all those benefits environmentally. And it's a really good refrigerant, so it makes yeah. great ice, right? It keeps things cold. So we had to fit that new room into existing space because you need to keep Ritter going, you know, and then we can keep this going as long as possible turn over that room, get that plant up and going. Yep. That's what they're doing right now. Yeah. And hopefully a little later we can see, you know, we're yep. starting to move in the chiller barrel and stuff like that. So that's, you know, it's it's this hit of parts where you got to move the Rubik's Cube around and, and make sure you're doing things. And, you know, the byproduct, which I think Craig will be happy with, is they're getting a little additional storage out of this because we're combining down to one mm-hmm. room instead of two separate rooms, which not really sexy. But when you're operating a building and trying to turn things over, it's a really good thing. As long as I can find my bucket, Craig, I'll be good. <laughs> my photo bucket, that'll be great. So so this year's Mariucci doing the ice. Next year will be Ritter. Correct. Um, so, you know, obviously you want to try to keep at least a rink open throughout exactly. the summer so the players can come practice. So mm-hmm. very coordinated this year, next year. There are some other things down the road that they want to make changes with as well. Nothing set in stone yet. Correct. But uh, slowly, just besides the ice, maybe some nice custom seating down here. But there are other things in the hopper down the line. Yeah, you know, we, we brushed on it in our yeah. study, starting to look at it. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in, in all sport projects I work on. And yeah. some projects I've been involved with them for 25 years, just keep working on the mm-hmm. same building. You need to change that fan experience. And I think, you know, really how we go to sporting events, attend them, it's it's changed a lot in 20, 25 years, right? You, you see all the different seating opportunities, and part of that's revenue, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta you gotta keep the building up and Correct. operating and open. So, you know, what are some opportunities with great seating ideas to increase revenue? You know, so we we did some really loose schematics on how could we add some club seating, maybe upgrade some concession offerings, um, branding in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, just bringing out that the, the pride on ice and go for history. Just keep up in that game. Uh, maybe increasing some finishes and so on. So, you know, has a long ways to go, but this is this is the benchmark right here. You got to yep. get this going. You need to start and the quality of ice and starting to see some of these little changes I think people will respond to. Mm-hmm. Um, will hopefully help push those projects up and uh, get some money flowing in to help fund them. Definitely get the funding going. I mean, that's always a good thing. So people will notice obviously a couple new rows this year, down lower, mm-hmm. ice is smaller. 
But the lighting also is going to change. Correct. Um, banks of lighting, LED lighting. Yeah. It's going to be a little easier for our friend Craig Flo over there, won't it? Oh, big time. One, he, you'll probably be not as tan as he is now. <laughs> yeah, because the LEDs just don't put out that heat. Yeah, you know, like yep. old fixtures. So, oh, my. Um, you know, I'll tell you, in my profession, the biggest change has been lighting mm-hmm. and what we can do with it and how it impacts utility usage, better lighting, you know, oh, yeah. for less cost to operate. And you can have more fun with it. You know, how quick yeah, like, it turns on they, and off. Yeah, you just look yeah. there. And, and they light the entire bowl. Right. The entire bowl. Yeah, yeah. We can, and that's just needed, really, when you're watching the game. Oh, no, no. You need a little ambient lighting in the seating. Actually, quite frankly, you probably want that even a little darker, right? Then yeah. You, yeah. You hit the ice, you make that glow. It, it makes that product on the ice hot. And then, you know, from the other side, I mentioned energy. But these lights, the existing lights, put out a ton of heat. So it impacts how hard your refrigeration system has yep. to work. Yep. It's all those things, you know, the heat load of the people, but lighting is a big part of it. Now that starts to go away, that load, and it's it's really, it's been great. I mean, it's made my life easier. <laughs> and uh, and I think, you know, the building operators love it. You, you have yeah. just more control of your lighting systems. That's a great piece of it. Tell us your story. What got you into this? What got you in just architecture? Or, and did uh, your love of sports kind of help that well not the biggest guy in the world you know maybe not not like Vigo Vigo yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, played sports through high school but I wasn't going to go on anywhere huh and I love sports um so I got into architecture and I was just doing my thing right I didn't really know what was all involved with getting a degree in architecture and actually I'm a proud graduate at University of Minnesota you know college of architecture so um proud of that and really I got out into the my first job I was working on some community center projects. Mm-hmm. I had gymnasiums in them, pools, you know, a little bit of fitness at the time. I date myself. It was way back. Yep. And um, and then there started to be this boom in ice rinks. And like this place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right around 1993 huh, when this opened, yeah. there was this big boom, right? And mm-hmm. I did a, worked on a ice arena for Evergrove Heights. And then I had another one in Champlin. And then, um, I think we've played hockey at Denver Grove quite a few times. We've had a lot of pickup games there. You know, and that was, you know, as an architect, you're looking at all the old arenas where these tin barns kind of walk through the front door, you're right on the ice. And that's where I started playing with the idea of what's the experience for not only the player, but the spectator. Um, How do you come into a building, having a lobby that's comfortable, concession, really setting up that ice sheet. You know, so when you come in, you see it, it's front and center. So I just started gravitating towards that project type. And lo and behold, the Phoenix Coyotes came calling. I did their training center in 95. Can you do a big arena for them now, too? They yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. really we got to work on that. We got to work on that. Um, you know, so doing that, working for Anaheim Ducks, did some work for Florida Panthers, St. Louis Blues, and um, and then college teams. You know, we just opened Sacred Heart University's yep. brand new D1 arena. Yep. Beautiful facility, you know, a little over 3,000 seats but gorgeous mm-hmm. and uh, you're starting to see that explosion of um, replacing a lot of facilities are getting older yeah. mm-hmm. and I just loved it I mean it was just one of those passion type projects and I know more about ice than I ever thought I would <laughs> the good thing about that cigarette heart rink is the glass yeah. that tints and yes. it looks so different you know for practice and then game night and it just kind of is one of those showstopper features yeah. it's really neat yeah, it's an electric sage glass right so you can oh. It's clear during the day, but if 
the coach wants it dark. It takes, you know, just not a flip of switch and just goes dark. It takes, you know, half hour or so, 45 minutes to come down to full darkness. But it's it's great. So when they they have their games, you know, you got TV cameras, so on. You want to control that glare, um, what people can see and so on. Mm-hmm. They flip the switch. The glass goes dark. But when it's open, there's a view of the valley and all the trees are really cool. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's uh, it's phenomenal. So it takes advantage. It starts to to blend the outside environment and indoor environment and make, like I say about hockey arenas, they're more than just the game on the ice. Mm-hmm. They're about building community. And I truly believe that. Um, these types of projects here, it's all about, you know, the students, the fans, everyone coming together. And uh, maybe that's what drives me to this type of work more than anything. I always joke with people, winning is not really a successful ticket sales strategy, but if you can create an environment where people want to mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. you know, you create that atmosphere for people. And I think a rink is such a key part of that. And you look at Mariucci, it's getting a little dated. And so things like, you know, changing the rink size and then some of the plans that I've seen, you know, really can do that down the line, I think. Yeah. And and you see it. And it's not only, you know, we're, we're so proud in Minnesota, right? Among mm-hmm. the rinks and I lose the exact number, but like 328 indoor ice rinks in the state, right? Which is just insane. Yeah. And, but that reach is going out. We're working in Savannah, Georgia right now, just outside of it, Port Wentworth, putting up a new two-sheet facility for an ECHL team that needs it for practice, but they're going to develop a whole youth hockey program mm. and grow that high, mm-hmm. right? And um, we're, we're doing that all over. We're doing one in Virginia. Same thing. It's just, you're just starting to see hockey grow, which I think as hockey fans, it's just great for the sport, right? Well, definitely. You know, the one thing I've always loved about Mariucci, yes, it's starting to get dated, but you've got yep. these huge concourses. Mm-hmm that has always been a great boon for this arena because you can go to some new arenas, mm-hmm. you get some corners. Yeah, I mean, even at the X, you can yeah. get stuck in a corner and it's a log jam. So you do have a lot to work with here. Right. And that's pretty nice. The walkabout is one of the great things about going to a hockey game is, you know, who are you going to run, run into, into at the rank? You know, and you can play the game. You know, who I, who, Who's going to run into someone they know first? Right. Yep. yep. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what I always loved about, you know, coming here both as a student and even still today, you know, coming to games, it's that walking around the concourse. I mean, I shouldn't admit it, but I'm not in my seat all the time because you're, you're, oh, yeah. around, you're running in the, you know. And now with the shorter period breaks, yeah. you got to move fast. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep it clipping. So, but no, it's, uh, I think that's, you know, a big part of it. It doesn't matter what level, it, it's so fun, you know, from community level to NHL level. They're all talking the same thing mm-hmm. in the hockey world. And it's about building that community and that yep. connection. And uh, so just exciting. Well, we're going to go around and take a look at a couple things here. So we'll be back with you guys in a second. Hopefully, we'll have some construction gear on. And we'll take a look at some of the stuff that's going on here. All right, here we are in what you would call a refrigeration room. Yeah, that's a good, good name for it. Um, used to be what you would call the shop, the storage shop, room. storage room. Bed. This is where your bucket was, Greg. This is where my bucket was. That's where your bucket was. It will not be there next time. What is this big thing behind us? That is the big heat exchanger or food cooler uh, that will change from the ammonia, well not change, take the heat from the ammonia to remove the heat from the glycol loop that's going out on the floor to make the ice more cold enough to okay. remove heat. And that will be installed here somewhere, I think actually over there. Okay. Closer to the big pipes. And you're getting another room back further. Get, yeah, the old refrigeration room will get down here in the little shop. Okay. Okay. It's about third of the size it seems like but yeah then in Ritter when we get to Ritter Arena then we'll add a whole big room I see I see 
cool stuff we just saw there but i know Vegas, you got a couple more questions before we shut down the podcast yeah i think the other thing people will notice during the play is the corners are going to be different one thing about mary g is they had those super deep corners where you mm-hmm. could be there on the power play and the penalty kill would be 30 40 feet away from you because they had no business chasing you <laughs> that's going to change next year yeah it is so you know we increased that radius a little bit to 22 feet um so getting closer to that nhl standard of you know 28 mm-hmm. but um Good playability, mm-hmm. uh, can come out of the corner a little quicker, uh, not be trapped. So I think that's good. And also another part of that is what I mentioned really early in our conversation is sight lines. You know, yeah. we start to bring it out too far. It starts to make access to those areas different. It starts yep. to impact these low seats in the corners. So we want to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. So it's that balance again, right, of playability, um, making a, you know, class A ice rink, mm-hmm. but then also balancing that against sight lines and, and views. And overall, how many seats did you end up adding to Mariucci? By oh, 250. 250. Yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. That'll be nice. So we're all excited for the changes that Mariucci and I know we've been talking about this for so long, because I mean, been five years on the podcast. Yeah, I do happen to know where to look for certain documents at the university. And yeah, he so to find last year. So I've, so I've seen some of those. And then there's going to be some new premium seating coming yeah. next year that people will see too. Yeah, yeah. We have some uh, lounge seating uh, going into the southwest corner here. Um, you know, nice kind of oversized chairs. They'll have the M on them. And, it's, you know, a place where you can watch practice real nicely and comfortable. Oh, that'd be great. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Cup holder for you. Oh, please. Make it big enough for a water bottle. So, well, thanks for joining us on the podcast, Tom. We really appreciate you, you coming on and coming down to Mariucci My uh, to get all this done. Yeah, it's awesome. That'll do it for this uh, GPL podcast. Uh, we might have another show coming up with maybe a player sometime this summer. So uh, stay tuned for that. You guys have a great day.